0: Greetings from Covenant Community of L.A.J. Georgia. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to these messages God has provided to our fellowship from His Word. May He bless you richly as you seek Him. We'd like to invite you to be with us in person someday soon. And for information on that, visit us at covenantcommunityellaj.com. And now, let's open up God's Word.
1: Church, yeah. Amen. Amen. What a privilege to be here together and to see God working in our hearts and lives. Let me just invite you um uh, first. Okay. Uh, you all right? Sounds like a taquil to me. Is that my head? My cavity? <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Um Last week, we, we, the last couple of weeks we've been talking is we've been fasting and praying here. Many of the people in the church have been fasting um, at different kinds of fasts, different levels. Uh, the Bible, Jesus didn't say if you fast, he said when you fast. So I encourage you to study about that. Uh, online there's all kinds of things in the bulletin. I gave a thing uh, to help you find uh, Bible helps on, or uh, helps on fasting. And so I hope that you have been growing and learning through that. But if you have it today, as God uh, speaks to you, uh, if he talks to you about your relationship with him, and you say, well, you know, um, I- I've been to church a lot, and I've heard about God and Jesus and all that, and I believe in God, and I believe in Jesus. But you realize today that you're like an unplugged hair dryer. You've just not got any power in your life. Nothing's happening in your life. And you realize that really you're disconnected. You know, it's not enough if your mama tells you that you're saved or your daddy said you got saved or somebody else. What you need to know in your heart is, am I a child of God? Do I have a new nature? Has the old nature died? Has the new nature come? We'll read in Romans 6 in just a little while. Am I a new person in Christ? Not just have I become educated. You know, I I use this illustration. You can train a pig, but he's still going to go into the mud when he gets there. Now, he knows you're going to yell at him, and his ears are hanging down his tail of droop when you yell at it. but really, he's happy. He likes it. But if you could take the pig nature out, put a cat nature in him, that pig would never be the same again. When he went back in the mud, all his friends call him in, he goes in there, he'll hang out just a little while, and he'll say, y'all, i got to get out of here. You think you're better nuts? No, it just smells to me. I, I used to like this, but I, I don't like it anymore. Something's changed in me. That's what we're talking about in Christ. It's not just agreeing that, that that Jesus is the Son of God. The devil agrees with that. He doesn't like it, but he agrees with that. It is a surrender to Jesus. So anytime during this sermon, you don't have to wait for an invitation. at the front. You, don't, you can say, oh God, you're speaking to my heart, my heart pounding in my chest. One time I said, before we even preach the sermon here, is there anybody here needs to give their life to Jesus? And uh, uh, one, one man said, I, I went to my truck after Sunday school And uh, started to get in it. And the voice told me, get back in there. He said, so I came back in. And he said, when you said that, I knew that was me. And he said, I couldn't even raise my hand. He said, I just sat there trembling. He said, finally, I typed on my phone, it's me. And slid it down to my friend, David. And David took him out and led him to the Lord there. At the end of the service said, let me uh, introduce you to your new brother. And Charles has been walking with the Lord ever since then. It's been a joy to watch the change in his life. So let me just give you the invitation that has always been there from God. God has been speaking to you through creation, speaking to you through the sun, moon, and stars. He's been reaching out to you through all kinds of ways. He's telling you, I love you. The devil saying, no, he doesn't. Or the devil's saying, forget him. He's not real. For- Today may be the day he's speaking to your heart. Right now, if you say, I wish I really knew I was a child of God. The Bible says, if you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus is my Lord. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. The Jesus Christ of the Bible. Not the Mormon Jesus. Not the Jehovah's Witness Jesus. The Jesus of the Bible. God come in the flesh. The only way of salvation. Say, forgive me of my sin. Repent. Return. And say, you do whatever you want to with me. I'm getting in the back seat. You get in the front seat. I'm yours. You drive. I'm going with you. And I want to serve you. And whatever you want me to do, I'll do my best to do it. If you'll surrender to him, confess your sins, the Bible says He will. he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And then guess what? He doesn't just say, do good until you get to heaven. He sends the spirit of holiness in you, the Holy Spirit, and he begins to help you live a whole different kind of a way. Now, if that has happened to you, you will know. You will know. You'll think different about things. You'll talk different about things. Your whole life will be changed. So that's one invitation. There's there's another invitation. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're a child of God, Romans 8 says, if any man has not the Spirit of God, he's none of his. You're not a, even a Christian. But if you're a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit, what we're praying is that he'll have us. And last week I said, don't worry about if it's baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, anointed with the Holy Spirit. Don't worry about all that. What's the word? Is he in Starts with a C, ends with an L. Control. Control, everybody say control. 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 That's the main thing. Whatever you want to call it. Has Jesus, uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, have you given him control of your life and are you surrendering to his control in your life when he tells you what to do? Are you obeying him? That is the way then to begin to grow into Christ and become more and more like Jesus. There's some stuff gotta go, some stuff gotta come. But you will be changing constantly until the day that you see Jesus. So you can say, oh, Holy Spirit, that's what I want. But I want to talk to you today that just because the Holy Spirit works in your life, just because he does things doesn't mean that you're right with God. I was really confused by that as a young man. I thought if God used somebody and I felt the power of God through them, that they must be right with God. But I found out a terrible thing. Not everybody's right with God. The story that we, I, I told you last week to read about is uh, the story of uh, uh, Judges, Judges 13 to 16, about the guy that we think about in the Bible. Now, when you think of Samson, what do you think of? He's got long hair, bulging muscles, strong. He's undisciplined. Yes, you've been reading about him. He's undisciplined. He is a man who's got his priorities in the wrong place. If you look at the end of the book of Judges, let me just show you something that you should have underlined uh, in your uh, Bible if you underline there uh, or highlighted on your phone. Judges uh, 21-25. God had brought the children of Israel out of out of Egypt through the Red Sea through the wilderness, manna every day, fire over them at night, clouds over them in the day to keep them protected. Done miracles all the way through water from the rock. Uh, done all kinds of things for them all the way. Brought them to the promised land. The promised land is not so much a picture of heaven as it is of the victorious Christian life. God says, here's a land flowing with milk and honey. There's enemies there, but you can beat them. You drive them out. You destroy them. They, I gave them 400 years to repent. They are incor- incorrigible. But there is one that God saved. What was her name? Rahab the harlot. Even in in, in Hebrews 11, it says, Rahab the harlot. She was a harlot, but guess what? She surrendered to God. And God said, really? Come on, sis, and put her in his family line." There's nobody that God will not receive. Nobody that God will not welcome. You repent of your sins, return to Him, and then He begins to do something wonderful in your life. The the promised land is a picture of the victorious Christian living. God says, I've given you things. I've given you opportunities. I've given you gifts. I've given you all this. Now begin to experience it. Go out. Every place that you put your foot, it's yours. And guess what? They began conquering the land and doing that. But very quickly, instead of driving out the enemies... And you have some things that when you become a Christian, you need to get rid of. And if you've got some things in your life right now that you haven't got rid of, ask the Holy Spirit to help you get rid of them, get you an accountability partner that help you make sure that you get rid of, get rid of them. But whenever you get rid of something in the Christian life, what do you need to do? Replace it with something. God doesn't like a vacuum, all right? Uh, he always says, lay off this, put on this. Put aside that. Take on this. And so as they went into the promised land, the children of Israel went out conquering. They had tremendous victories. They had giants there. And they said, how are we going to beat the giants? Do you remember how God got rid of the giants? Said hornets. Mrs. Giant got stung all over. She said, we're moving. And Mr. Giants said, don't want to move, man. She said, we're moving. Hornets keep fighting me every single day. we got to get out of here. And the hornets drove them out. They didn't even have to fight the Giants. You know, some of the things that you're worried about fighting, you don't have to fight You just do what God told you to do. Go where he told you to go, and he'll take care of making the way before you, right? The Red Sea was in front of them, mountains on each side, Pharaoh behind them. God said, watch this. I've been planning this for a while. This is going to be so much fun. (laughs) Old Pharaoh's been back there bragging, strutting around, saying what he's going to do. Watch this, y'all. And Moses, he said, Moses, quit crying out to me. Put your rod out. The sea opened up. A three-mile hole, probably, to get a million and a half people across there in one night. They all went across there, and they did not gate. They were just booking right on through there. They said, man, we don't know how long that water staying there. They rushed across there, got across, and Pharaoh said, well, they can do it. We can do it. Here we go, boys. They got out in the middle of the wagon wheel. The, the chariot wheel started wobbling around. Horses went crazy, and his commander said, we got to get out of here. we got to get, get back. Their God is fighting for them. God said, too late. Bye. And the waters returned on top of them. And that was the end of the most elite army of that time. God knows how to take care of your problems. No, we can't take care of them, but he can. Amen? Amen. I hope that you're encouraged by that. So we want the Holy Spirit to rule and reign in our lives. And we want to do what he wants us to do. He's God. He's not a force. He's not a wind. He is God, the Holy Spirit, sent to live in us to go out and do incredible things. And Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin, Righteousness and judgment. If you're sitting here today and you're being convicted of sin, I haven't even mentioned it, but you're still convicted about it, just say, Oh, God, yes, I'm guilty, and I'm guilty of more. And you've got the great celestial x ray machine. You're looking down, you're scanning me, and you know everything that's in me. You know my thoughts and my motives. Help me, Lord. I repent and I confess and I yield myself to you. Have mercy. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved, will be delivered. You call on His name, surrender to Him, and then He begins a work in your life to make you more and more like Jesus. 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 And then, you know, many of you here are really serious in your walk with God, and you're uh, seeking after Him, you've been walking with Him, growing in His Word, going to small group, doing those things. God says, I want you to enter into the fullness of Christ, into the fullness of experiencing Him. Jesus said, the works that I do, greater works will you do because I'm going to the Father. There is more that we can experience if we will trust him. Samson grew up in a nation that had gone away from God. God looked all across the nation and He saw nobody uh, that was willing to serve him. And he found a lady sitting out in the field while her husband was plowing and working out there, Mrs. Manoah, and she was sitting under the tree in the shade. And suddenly an angel came to her and said, Ms. Manoah, Yes? Who are you? That matter i 've come to tell you that you 're going to have a son he 's going to be a special son he is to be a Nazarite to God from the womb in other words you don 't eat grapes anymore you don 't drink wine anymore from now on the baby that 's forming going to be forming in you uh, his name will be Samson, he will be like sunlight to the nation, and he is going to be born and he will begin delivering you from the captivity of the philistines the philistines had invaded israel and for 40 years they oppressed them if you were 20 when that began how old would you be now 60. 60 years old your life in slavery you may be here today and you're in slavery you may be here today and say i'm in bondage you may be here thinking well i can mess around with god and when i get old like you then i'll get right with god no no get right with god now We pray that you young people will be filled with the Holy Spirit when you're young. saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, walking with God, that you'll marry godly people, that you'll have godly homes, and that you will go up above and beyond us far earlier than we did, is what our prayer is. That's why people in this church are working in children's church, working in the nursery, uh, working trying to touch people's lives, because we want to see lives change. We want to see young lives set on that right path and be like Mary, the mother of Jesus, from a young girl said, be it unto me. As the Lord he wants me to be like Joseph, who, even though he's sold into slavery by his own brothers, he lived for God. God prospered and blessed him and raised him up to be the, the leader there in Egypt. Samson was there in uh, Israel and he began to grow up and he let his hair grow long. The Nazarene, if you want to read about that, it's in uh, Numbers 6, I think. Uh, or, anyway, it's in number, yeah, number 6 you can read about the requirements for a Nazarite, grow your hair, don't drink uh, wine, don't be touching dead uh, bodies, and he's devoted to God but Judges 21-25 says in those days there was no king in Israel, everyone did what was right in his own eyes." now when I go to Kenya and I'm experiencing their driving that's my scripture verse for them <laughs> everyone did what was right in his own eyes they just do what they want to do you give them an inch they'll take a mile and i mean it is you just pray and let the driver drive and unfortunately uh they went through this cycle of sin god would let their enemies overtake them they'd have slavery then they'd have suffocation they'd pray to god and god would send them a deliverer a judge he sent many different just uh, and and other uh, deliverers and then they would have deliverance, salvation and then they'd have security and they had the blessed life that God wanted them to have all the time if they would just live and serve Him you know, in America, we're in a nation that is far from God and going away from God and God's blessing us right now you know, our economy's great all kinds of things are happening, more people are employed than everything else, but is our nation coming back to God Is our nation humbling itself before God? We need to pray for that in our own lives, in our families. And then wherever that we have influence, we need to be exerting the influence for the kingdom of God. Samson was given power. And the the Philistines were oppressing there in the country. But the Holy Spirit began to move on him as a young man. Now, he was a judge for 20 years. And the Holy Spirit began moving on him. He began hearing from God. He began doing uh, feats of power. And he did some amazing uh, things as a uh, Nazarite. He, in Judges 14 to 16, uh, he killed a lion with his bare hands. How many of you have ever been close to a big lion? Whew. I mean, it's 500 pounds of mean muscle. And, uh, you know... uh, Last time I was in Kenya, we got to see uh, a lion take down. She was up in the grass, and we were, saw some wildebeest and some zebras down by the water, and they were drinking. Suddenly, we just saw panic. And out of my, left of my eye, I saw a blur. And it was like two or three bounds, just boing, 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 grabbed by the throat, sling it down, choke it out. I mean, they are powerful, powerful animals. And one uh, lord jumped at Samson. He said, I think not. Killed it and left it there, and went on down the trail. He killed 30 Philistines. He caught 300 foxes and torched the Philistine grain field. He killed 1,000 Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. How many of you have ever been in a fight before? <laughs> Lord, uh, I'm so <laughs> surprised. Can you imagine? You know, when you're in a fight, you're just doing your best to uh, be a herder, not a hurtie and uh, I tell him in karate it's more blessed to give than receive, I'd rather give a kick than take one any day. But uh, he fought a th- uh, more than a thousand, but he killed a thousand with the jawbone of a donkey. That's some sort of a weed eater going through the people, right? It was an amazing victory there, just piled up everywhere. And then he was about to die of thirst, and he said, God, thanks for the big victory, but I'm about to die of thirst, God help me. And God brought water. Uh, out of that jawbone there and he was able or out of a cleft of a rock and he was able to drink and get refreshment. Samuel was a man who experienced the miracles of God in his life he had the incredible works of power but he wasn't right with God. Samson was empowered by the Holy Spirit but he was dominated by the flesh, dominated by self, dominated by living his own way. He uh, Killed a thousand Philistines. One night, an enemy, this is a sad thing to say. Now, where was he? He's down amongst the Philistines. The Philistines are the enemies of the people of God. They refuse to fight God. They've heard about God. They know about Egypt. They know about the Red Sea. They know about them coming in. They know, but they refuse to worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They're the enemies. But Samson spends all his time down there. You listen to him. He's down there. Way too much. And he got to liking those wild girls down there amongst those Philistine girls. And in this particular story, he's in in with a prostitute. And he's asleep in the city. And the rulers of the city say, oh, good. We got him now. Close the doors. Lock him." in the morning. He is dead meat. Well, Samson gets up in the middle of the night, walks to the city gates, hangs onto them, jerks them loose, and carries them 40 miles and sets them up on a mountain. Boom. Can you do that in your own strength? A man can't do that. Just because the Holy Spirit uses you, just because the Holy Spirit's working power in you, doesn't mean that you're right with God. Samson had a heart that was devoted to self, devoted to him, and, and, and the life that he could have lived if he had married uh, an Israelite girl who loved God. If he had served the people, prayed with the people, God would have brought the Philistines there. He'd have had plenty of battles and plenty of victories. But as it was, he served himself, but God used him anyway. This troubled me. Uh, when I started meeting people, I would feel the power of God in them. I would, but then I'd get to know them and I'd find out, oh, this is not a nice person. They're very continually, I mean, all of us have our days, but I mean, continually bad tempered You know, my daddy says there's three uh, F's that get preachers in trouble. Fame, want to be famous, write books, run all over the place. Not that that's bad. Finances, get in trouble with the money, or females. Fame, finances, and females get preachers in trouble. Get people who are spiritual in trouble. And it works the other way, too. You know, for, for the ladies, you know, as your, your ministry, they're, they're, Satan's always trying to sideline you. And Samson had a weakness uh, to go after women. So uh, then he, when he finally died, he killed 3,000 Philistines. Samson had a weakness of lust for women, ungodly men. So did Solomon, and it ruined them both. You find out that Solomon, God told him, don't multiply wives and don't get foreign wives. And they did, and they turned his heart away from the living God. Samson rejected his parents' counsel. Samson had mighty deeds, but every time you read, when he uh, killed the lion, he killed it because it roared against him. When he came back later and found honey in it, he just reached into the carcass, got the honey out, gave his mom and dad and went on. He didn't even care that he had defiled himself. When he was at the, the wedding ceremony there and found out that they'd given his uh, fiance away to somebody else to marry, then he went down and killed 30 men and brought their cloaks and dumped them there and went on. But it was revenge. And even when he knocks the temple down there and kills 3,000 Philistines, he said, I want revenge for my eyes. God worked in spite of him But think what a life he could have had as a godly man. Think how much uh, he could have brought the nation back to God. But he wasn't interested in bringing the nation back to God. He was interested in Samson. And he lived a life of selfishness. Instead of living in the light of his mission that God had given him to deliver Israel, he only acts when it's personal to him. Instead of living in the light of his special relationship with God, he does whatever he wants to, even if it means breaking his bounds. Touching the dead lion, an ungodly wife, friends with God's enemies. He was more concerned with losing Delilah than violating his Nazarite vow and special relationship with God. What a sad thing it is that his Delilah's there conspiring against him because she's been threatened and got his hair all cut. She says, Samson, the Philistines are on you. And he jumped up like he had all the other times. But he didn't know that the Holy Spirit had left him. Now, we in this uh, church age, we don't believe that Christians lose the Holy Spirit. But you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can resist the Holy Spirit. You can quench the Holy Spirit. How many of you husbands ever uh, quenched the Spirit or grieved your wife? I see that hand. Yes. Well, Only one of you? The rest of you scared to put up your hand? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All of us know what it's like to grieve somebody else that's dear to us. Somebody that's important to us. And you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Samson lived a life grieving the Holy Spirit. Uh, All of us have freedom to choose, but there are no free choices. Or maybe I should say it a little bit different. Are you still with me? It's mighty warm in here now. We turned the heat up now. Uh, Y'all were cold. Uh, You were really lively then. Uh, Everybody has some freedom to choose. But there are no free choices. Every choice has a cost to it. Uh, When we let invaders invade the territory that belongs to God, then we set ourselves up for trouble. Uh, We are, are people that are entertaining ourselves away from the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So what are some things we can learn from Him? Just because God is using you doesn't mean that you're right with Him. Samson lost sight of God's plan and priorities for him and lived a life of fleshly uh, self-centeredness. And he died young. He was a judge for 20 years, so if he started when he was 20, he died at 40. Died very young. He, he was uh, separated. His Nazarite life was a special relationship that he could have had with God, but Samson pursued the flesh rather than the spirit and forfeited most of his potential and God's best plan for him. A relationship, uh, the the, the Christian life is not just a list of do's and don'ts. It's a special relationship with God through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. We don't do stuff. You know, uh, it's smart to avoid sin because God said to and you know that it hurts you. But you should avoid sin because it displeases God and hurts your testimony for him. You avoid sin because of what it will do to the other brothers and sisters, how it becomes a sickness through there. And today, as God speaks to your heart, I hope that you will listen to him. Uh, Look with me to Romans 6 now. Tonight, uh, at Bible study, I'm going to, uh, uh, we're going to have testimonies, of course, but if I get time, I'm going to. Uh, speak to to two questions. Is it possible for God to use somebody with power and special uh, power of the Holy Spirit and them, them not even be a Christian? Is it possible for you to think because God's used you and because you think you're a Christian is it possible for you to be wrong and not even really be a Christian? And if you want to read ahead, you can read Matthew 7 there. Just go read Matthew 7. Uh, It it tells you uh, there uh, about that. But here in Romans 6, I just want to read to you quickly, and then we're going to sing the song, I'm coming back to a heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. It's all about you. All about you. What should we say then in chapter 6, verse 1, Romans 6? Are we to continue in sin so that grace can increase? Absolutely not. May it never be. How should we, who died to sin, still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Now listen, water baptism is a baptism where you go under the water and say goodbye to the old life and come up out of the water and say hello to the new life. But it's just a ceremony to show what's happened inside you. Circumcision for the Jewish man did not make him holy. It was an outward sign of being separated to God as the people of God. It's still something that has to happen in your life. And you can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to heaven now, right? Did I say the right stuff, sign the right card, do the right stuff? Am I going to heaven? You should repent, but keep repenting. Amen? You should have faith, but continue having faith. You should obey, but continue to obey. You don't just get married and say, okay, man, we've got a good marriage. No, you don't. You've got a lot of work to do. You've got a lot of stuff to learn. you got places to go in your relationship. And we're in a relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're to be people. Listen, Samson had a commission from God. Look at your neighbor and say, so do you. God has given us a mission in this world. The Philistines had invaded God's territory. This is my Father's world. This world belongs to God. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Not going to be, is the King of kings, Lord of lords, has all authority in heaven, all authority on earth, and we are called to be telling the rebels, come back to him. Take mercy while you can get mercy. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Repent, return, humble yourself. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and you can have a life that you never could dream of. Well, it's too late for me. I'm 30 years old. No, 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 no. 60 years old. No, God can take anybody, save them, change them, and use them mightily. You have a mission for God. Jesus said when he left, said Matthew 6:33, seek first my kingdom. Make my kingdom your priority. I'll take care of all that other stuff you're worried about. How many of you found that truth? It was funny. I, I was looking in, in a little diary I had last night. And Martha was sitting there. We were talking uh, about uh, some of this. And I said, look at this note. It says, well, I don't know if I should marry Martha or not. I don't know. Uh, I live paycheck to paycheck. don't know if I can afford a wife. And uh, she, we just laughed because God's taking good care of us. God's blessed us. God's provided for us. God's done things for us. Go where God tells you to go. He's able to provide for what you me. Uh, uh, verse 4 therefore we have been buried with Christ through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father so we might walk in newness of life it's a new kind of a life in Christ we have died with him we're raised with him for if you have become united with him in the likeness of his death certainly we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this, verse 6 know this Our old self was crucified with him. That inner nature that you had, that old man that was self-centered, selfish, died with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that you you wouldn't be a slave to sin anymore, so that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. If you have put your faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's as if you died with him and you're raised again from the dead. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, everything's new. Knowing that Christ, verse 9, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. Once he died for our sins and rose again from the dead, that's it. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, verse 11, out of by consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? Are you in Christ today? Martha and I were talking about that last night. How do you know if you're in Christ? And I have a bunch of verses that I could do here, where, but, but you could go to Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Holy Spirit being in charge in your life will produce a new kind of a life, love and joy and peace And long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and self-control. Those things will start coming out uh, of your life when you get that new nature. Go ahead, Joel. Uh, And and so uh, we are to be people that are filled with the Holy Spirit. That have put that in the past. It's not just a legal agreement. It is a change within us. Verse 12. Therefore, make a choice. Don't let sin reign in your mortal body. So that you obey its laws. Stay away from sin. It's like Ebola. You don't kiss somebody with Ebola. Even if you love them, you don't kiss them. That stuff is deadly. It will kill you. It will hurt you. All right? Verse 13. Do not go on presenting to members of your body as to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. But instead, present yourself to God as those alive from the dead. And your members, your your hands, your feet, your eyes, your mind, your ears. Instruments of righteousness to God. For sin, listen to this, this is beautiful, shall not be master over you. You are not under the law, but you're under grace. So, can we just go ahead sinning because we're under grace and God gets to show grace, we get to sin? Sounds like a good deal. No, that means you haven't got a changed heart. Do you not know, verse 16, that when you present yourself to someone as slaves for obedience, you're a slave of the one you obey? If you, res- if you let yourself be a slave of sin, come ruled by sin, no victory over sin, no victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, you should doubt that you're a child of God. You know, uh, I've had different people tell me, well, sometimes after you preach, I wonder if I'm even saved. Well, it's better to find out now. <laughs> Don't be like Matthew 7, stand up the gate. Oh, uh. yes. Hi, Jesus. It's me. Yes, what's your name? Who are you? Oh, what, well, what? Well, well, Angel, their names on the roll? No, sir. What, what? What do you mean? I cast out demons in your name? Oh, my name's strong. Demons are go out. That does not mean for me a thing. And well, well, I healed people in your name. Sure, I mean, they were healed. It was amazing. I really felt good. Wrote two books about it. Got rich. Yeah, but that my name's strong doesn't mean I knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. You had a life characterized by independence from me, living a life of selfishness, self-centeredness. Sin results in death. Death is a separation. The first separation is the separation of your spirit from your body. The second death is the separation of your spirit from God Almighty into the lake of fire which is prepared for the devil and his angels. Verse 17, but thanks be to God. Though you used to be slaves of sin, you have become obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you're committed. If we do not live in the light of our special relationship to God and our special given mission in life, we're nothing more than Samson, empowered by the Holy Spirit, but dominated by selfish self-centered flesh, and live a tragic life of Christian failure, if we're even true to Christians. Father, uh, we come today. Thank you. Your mighty Holy Spirit that created the worlds through the mouth of the Lord Jesus has been at work since the beginning of time. Worked on the dark void of this earth and then created all the beauty around us in six days. It's just amazing that you did all of that. Thank you that even though Adam and Eve failed the test and sinned and brought evil into this world, thank you, God, you've had a good plan. And you allowed us to be born so that we could live a life here, experience you, and then come live with you forever in the eternity that you prepared. prepared that we can't even begin to imagine. Oh, God, open our eyes to see that. Open our eyes to, to uh, begin to understand some of the scope of what it is that you intend for us that is so good. Forgive us for our selfishness. Forgive us when we're like Samson. Just because you did something through us, we take credit for it and think it was us that did it. But it's you, O oh Lord. It's you that does everything. And, and we should not be trying to get worship for ourselves. We should be getting worship for you. Such so a day as we sing, uh, we want to return to a heart of daily, moment by moment, worship. Forgetting those things that are behind. Pressing forward to the prize of the upward call uh, your upper call in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, identifying with Jesus, whatever you want to do in my life and through my life, I am surrendered to you. And I pray for each one here that this would be the growing concern of our lives that at all times. We'd be pleasing to you. We thank you that you will never leave us, never forsake us. You're faithful to work in us. Uh, you're good and pleasure. And then it's our responsibility to live out what you have worked into us. I pray that you speak in your own way today. Uh, help us to respond to you uh, according to your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. As we sing this song, if you'd like to come, kneel at the cross, surrender yourself in some way, uh, you're welcome. I'll be standing here for some way that I can help you, uh, minister to you, make an appointment with you, talk to you about uh, the Lord Jesus and your relationship to to him. Let me know. Uh, tonight at 6 o'clock, we'll be meeting over there in the other building at 6, testimonies and prayer. So uh, let's sing
0: together. We want to thank you one more time for taking the time to listen to these messages that God's provided our fellowship. We believe He's doing something special among us and would love for you to be a part of it. We hope that you'll take the time to come and visit us in person someday soon. And we invite you to visit our website, covenantcommunitylj.com. There you'll find information on how to contact us if you have a prayer request or if there's a specific way we can minister to you and your family. Until then, God bless you.